Welcome to Abiding Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. You can turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 2, The Missing Person, part 2. It's important to differentiate between the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. Why? Well, because I could say, well, you know, my gift isn't love. I have a gift of irritation and, you know. The fruit of the Spirit is a gift like air is a gift. Everybody can breathe it. The gifts of the Spirit are given to each one as the Spirit wills. So nobody will have the same gifts. Everybody, it's diversities of gifts that, God, that the Spirit will give, and we'll see that in a little bit. But it's important as we separate between being born again, and the filling of the Holy Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit from the gifts of the Spirit, we want to also know what, what it means by the baptism of the Spirit. Turn with me to Acts chapter 1 now. Acts chapter 1, we read this last time, but just to revisit it, Jesus has been around for 40 days. 40 days he's been hanging out with the disciples. And what is interesting to me is that during those 40 days, he never got on them. You notice that? He never's like, you guys, I'm resurrected from the dead. Why aren't you telling everybody? Why aren't you going out there and doing the work of the ministry? What's wrong with you? Do you realize if all you guys will go out and tell everybody that I've risen from the dead, then, then people would believe in me and people would be saved? What's wrong with you guys? What did he tell them instead? He said, go and wait. Don't do anything. He comes and he finds them fishing. What does he say? What are you guys doing? No, he's like, hey guys, remember, go and wait in Jerusalem. Go and wait in Jerusalem until you get the Holy Spirit. You see, I think oftentimes churches make mistake in thinking that people can just do the work of the ministry without the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember what Jesus said, again, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. He didn't say, go do the work of the ministry. He says, wait until you have power. It'd be like me telling my kid, vacuum the floor. And he goes to plug in the cord. Don't plug that in, just vacuum the floor. Come on. What's wrong with you? Get the work done. I, I, I grew up in churches like that. How, what would the church look like if every one of you would invite somebody to church every week? What would the church look like if you all gave money and you got people in there? Amen. Because they, they love feeling guilty, but they're not going to do it. Why? Because they don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit to have power to do what the, the Lord wants them to do in their life. And so it's important that we have the filling of the Holy Spirit and that we wait for the filling of the Holy Spirit and the Lord begins to fill us and He begins to work in us to do His will, to be witnesses and to be power in, powerful within the church. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit is when the believer who is already filled with the Holy Spirit is in him perhaps even manifesting the fruit of the Spirit, now is empowered to be witnesses for him to do the work of the ministry. And of course, they're, they're in Acts chapter 2, they waited for 10 days until the day of Pentecost had come and they were all baptized 
with the Holy Spirit. It was simply God's timing. And I'm just going to breeze through a couple examples. I don't expect you to turn there, but you can write them down if you want. But there, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit came at different times for different people in, in the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 8, you remember the Samaritans, they believed, confessed Jesus as Lord, they were baptized in water, but none of them had received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so they called down to John and Peter, they came up to Samaria, they laid hands on them, and then they were all filled with the Spirit, and that was manifested by some of them prophesying and some of them speaking in tongues. In Acts chapter 9, Paul was converted on the road to Damascus. He believed and called on Lord Jesus on the road. And then he went to the straight street and met Ananias who prayed for him and he received the Holy Spirit. Then he was water baptized. And it doesn't record that he spoke in tongues or prophesied. It just says that something like scales fell from his eyes. That was the manifestation, I suppose. In Acts chapter 10, Peter was in Joppa. The Holy Spirit came to him, told him, you know, showed him a vision, said go with these men. Went to Cornelius' house, the centurion. He began to preach the gospel to these Gentiles. They didn't realize Gentiles could be saved. And before he could even call them to repentance, before they were even water baptized, they believed in their hearts, the Spirit fell upon them, and they all began to speak in tongues and prophesy. And Peter was kind of freaked out, but he's like, who can forbid water that we should baptize these people? And so they baptized them in the name of the Lord Jesus after they'd already been filled with the Spirit, already baptized with the Spirit. Then, of course, Acts chapter 19, Paul met the brothers in Ephesus who had believed, but they had not heard of the Holy Spirit And so he explained the gospel to them completely, baptized them in the name of Jesus, and then afterwards laid hands on them, and they received the gift of the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues and prophesied. So it's different in every case. Not everybody spoke in tongues, not everybody prophesied. Sometimes they did, sometimes they didn't. But as you can see, the Holy Spirit does things in his time and in his way. But it is a promise that is to everyone, to all who are far off, as many as the Lord God would call, is the gift, the promise, the gift of the Holy Spirit that you would manifest the gifts of the Spirit within your life as he gives you power to be witnesses for him. Now, what could be hindering that? You know, one, I think, is unbelief. One could be that you really don't want it. You know, maybe you're just not a clean vessel. You know, remember he says, repent. And we need to repent. And, and honestly, I think oftentimes it's good just to take it all the way. And, and, and this isn't necessary that he would wait for this. But I, I, like I've said before, as we've been going through 2 Corinthians, that resurrection power is for who? Those who have died to self. Death always, perce- or always yeah, precedes resurrection, right? You can't have a resurrection unless there's a death. And so to die and say, I don't want to live for me anymore. I want all of you. Open every room in my heart to you. And it doesn't matter. Sometimes the Holy Spirit comes in and he just says, okay, open these rooms. <laughs> and starts to clean things out. For me, that, it was that way. I was baptized in the Spirit in a very interesting way. And, and I didn't even know what, it, what had happened to me for two years after it happened to me. I was traveling with my parents who were song evangelists for the Nazarene church. And so this isn't a Nazarene thing, right? Baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was... In my Aunt Franny's den, I was looking at a cross that she had on her wall and I was praying and all of a sudden I felt this wave of, all I could describe it as, you know, and this is probably the wrong word, but this wave of energy just came over me and it was just so intense. I thought I was going to see God. I thought I was going to see the Holy Spirit. I thought I was going to see an angel or something and I was just like, it was intense, it just so intense. And, and I remember coming out of the room just kind of shell-shocked and I told my dad what had happened. He's like, I never heard of anything like that before. It wasn't until I heard Chuck Smith read the account of Finney's 
um, Charles Finney's baptism of the Holy Spirit, thought he goes, that's exactly what happened to me. Now, I didn't even know that there was a baptism of the Holy Spirit at that time in my life. I had no idea. And, and I, all I know is that I opened my Bible, and as I was reading through the book of Romans, everything just started to jump out at me on the page. Now, this is, this is after I'd already been filled with the Spirit, after the Lord had already started to display fruits of the Spirit in my life. But it was an an on appearance of the, or an on experience of the Holy Spirit as He came upon me and and something changed. And and I I didn't speak in tongues or prophesy at that time, but definitely something had changed. And all of a sudden, the Word of God came alive to me. And I, I believe probably at that time, the Lord gave me this gift of teaching, which was definitely not my gift before that moment. So, how do we get the Holy Spirit? What what is what you know, He says this for everybody, but how? Luke chapter 11. Turn there with me. Luke chapter 11. And I do want to caution you because, you know, I just gave you my experience. That doesn't mean your experience is going to be the same as mine. We have to be careful about subjective experiences. That was, you know, it's very real to me. But don't believe it because of my tale of wonder or (laughs) fanciful excitement. We, we got to believe it because it's what the Word of God says. We always bring it back, not to our experiences, not to crazy stories that evangelists tell, but because of what the Word of God says. And so what does the Word of God say? Luke chapter 11, verse 9. Jesus says to his disciples, So I say to you, and it will, or, or, so, so I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from a father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? That's what God requires for you to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit is to ask by faith. And he promises he will give it to you. But it's going to be in his timing. If my son comes down and says, Dad, can I have a piece of bread? I say, no, go back to bed. (laughs) You can have one for breakfast in the morning. It's not his timing, it's my timing, right? I'm not going to give him a scorpion or a a stone. But I might not give him bread right now because it's not the right timing. But we can guarantee that if we ask for the Holy Spirit that he will give it to us in his timing. And who knows what that timing is. You know, and, and usually, I would say you just ask by faith and believe. You know, just, just like you did when you got saved. Ask for the Holy Spirit. Ask him to pour his spirit on you and believe that you've received it. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991. Or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening. And remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.